there's also a, uh, a fan theory that uh, your Spider-Man uh, uh, predecessors, Tobey Maguire and Andrew right. Garfield, might be making a cameo in this movie. You can't uh, confirm or deny. It would be amazing if they were, because they haven't told me that yet, and... I oh, actually kind of believed him for this one. Look at our so little guy, all grown up, did a here. great job. Yeah. But, uh, but at the moment, a little there awkward, is, but no I bought it. I, he's trying they, too hard. He's trying too hard to keep a secret. Either, don't they? <laughs> he's trying yeah, so it, hard. Yeah, to the point where it's really frustrating. <laughs> sure. Like, like they might be doing something, but then ain't none. Like I ain't, I ain't got a call. See, <laughs> not, that makes my life easier. Okay, no, not that's, as that's successful as Holly. Like, no, it feels How like, is Tom Holland feels like better at this than Andrew Garfield? Yeah, yeah and like, Andrew Garfield's amazing. Horrible actor. at this. Do you ever play the game Werewolf? <laughs> no. <laughs> this whole werewolf stuff. Or Mafia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. You know that game? Oh I my think it's kind of similar where it's like you're convincing but he's everyone so that you're charming. not in the mafia. I, he's right. I just love him even more. Like I feel like I'm in a game of fucking werewolf or mafia where I'm like I'm not. The werewolf. Yes, you were. I promise oh, you, I am not the werewolf. Oh, and baby. Like, the werewolf. You were the werewolf. The werewolf. Baby. Look, at like, Look at him. Or, he was okay, the werewolf. So for the record, He's my friend, such on a stack of whatever time. you have there, you are not, <laughs> He's just trying as of this taping, so in or have any knowledge of being in the next Spider-Man movie. Take a drink. I feel <laughs> like... Like I feel, I feel like I, I like. Haven't I just said that? I just you have. Said, I, stop, I just want to get really clear. I want this is this, the unequivocal <laughs> yes no answer. I did not get a call. Didn't get a call. Yeah, well, I didn't get you a got call. an email. You got yeah, a text. Yeah, I didn't get a you call. got something. <laughs> Mainstream. <laughs> have you seen the photo? What, what What are you talking about? Yeah, you oh, won't see the photo so because you're in the photo. He's trying so no, hard. I, yeah, it's not possible to see a photo that you're in. That's correct. No, I, I, no, I, <laughs> like, I, I the worst detective ever. I, how could I you be help I love this guy. He tried so hard to make it good for us. Ah. I heard about it. Mm. And I did see it. And okay. it's a Photoshop. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that shit was real. We say no. <laughs> I'm trying to manage expectations. You said That's right. No. That's oh, all he's trying to do. He's doing a good job laughing through it. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he is truly. If you just giggle for eight minutes as Jimmy Fallon has shown, all you can do is just laugh through your entire segment, and you're good. Yes. Listen, if they want to give me a call at this late, late there it is. stage of the game, the call, yeah, you know, this mysterious you call. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstar. Spider-Man No Way Home is one of the biggest movies of all time, breaking in over $1.37 billion. And at this point, if you didn't know Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield cameo in this movie, you are lying. You know it's out there. Someone else has talked about this over the past three weeks because all of us knew from Andrew Garfield's adorably bad poker face over the past year. What a year it has been. And it's fun to go back and look at their desperate but full-hearted attempts to try to keep this a secret. I love them for how hard they tried. Mm -hmm. uh, but now, with the No Way Home filmmakers revealing that they actually conceived post-credit scenes for Toby and Andrew's versions of Peter Parker, we are asking what happens to these Spider-Men number two and number three, and what it will take for them to swing back up to number one, at least in their own eyes, and give these guys some self 
confidence for once. This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. In nearly four weeks, actually at this point, after No Way Home's release, the spoiler veil has lifted and we are kicking off the new year asking what is next, both for these characters and for the Marvel titles we are looking ahead at in 2022. I'm Eric Voss, MT is out this week, our nerd baby, New Year baby recharging as he orbits some sun in a distant solar system with the other synthetic Eternals that uh, we will rotate in and out of here in New Rockstars. Uh, but he's off for this week. And joining me is longtime friend of this show. We love her, Jessica Clemens. Thank Hi. you for joining us. How you doing, Jess? I'm doing great. And I also uh, love replacing MT. Uh, <laughs> and I love Spider-Man. <laughs> So truly, this is a great. I love me. locking him away I, in a in a Barty Crouch, Mad Eye Moody uh, bunker. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then I will drink my apologies. Don't worry, <laughs> I feed him. Um, he's perfect. He's great. But it's my time. Uh, <laughs> but right. I'm excited. It's your time. I'm excited. We're so happy to have you here. And yeah. uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss these uh, Toby and Andrew post credit scenes to No Way Home. Everything we know about those. And then we're going to give you a preview of the full year ahead in Marvel. Like, are, are, are we really going to wait five months for more Marvel stuff? Is that how this is going to work? I don't know. Maybe not. <sighs> we will find out. But before we dive into that, we still have some amazing designs inspired by the huge year in Marvel we just had all available at NewRockStarsMerch.com. These include our awesome Strange Entanglement design, our Hawkeye-inspired Kingpin shirt, and a Trust a Bro Moving Company shirt. Jessica, let's talk about Toby and Andrew. What's your question? Uh, first question of the new year. Okay. What happens to the Toby and Andrew Peter Parkers after No Way Home? Mm. Yes, yes. So quick reminder, in Spider-Man No Way Home, the past variants of Peter Parker cross over into the MCU as a result of Tom Holland Peter Parker tampering with Doctor Strange's memory spell, the Runes of Kafkal. Everyone in alternate universes who knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man has now spilled into this reality. Or at least uh, pe some people who know that have spilled into this reality. But also so does Jamie Foxx Electro, even though he never learned that information before he died. But hey, <laughs> hey, it's okay if it doesn't make sense because... I've seen this movie five times now, and still it is too damn charming to care about the refrigerator logic. As we say here at New Rockstars, there are no plot holes. There are only week six theory videos. Oh, so we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, it's a philosophy of life we <laughs> okay. have, and it's served us well. I love it. Um, but yeah, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker are among these crossovers. They play a crucial role in helping Tom Holland, Peter Parker, process the death of Aunt May. And that includes resisting the urge to kill Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, mm -hmm. instead give the guy a second chance that Aunt May would have given him. But Tom Holland, Peter Parker, isn't the only Peter who gets morally redeemed and rescued because Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, revealed that despite his apparent friendly neighborhood rebound at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2014, saving Jorge from Paul Giamatti Rhino and slinging manhole covers happily at us, doing bits on police loudspeakers, that was all a facade. He never actually got over Gwen Stacy's death. Uh, who would think that a, uh, a valedictorian speech wouldn't actually change your mind when it was pre-recorded, weirdly directly in the camera, like they had some drone hovering in front of the podium. Anyway, I, I rewatched that recently. The, the camera work is interesting, to say the least. <laughs> But um, but he never got over her death. He stopped pulling his punches. He becomes rageful. And it sounds like this Peter might have killed someone. And considering that Sony's plans for the future of that continuity included a Sinister Six lineup led by Harry Osborn, Dane DeHaan, that mm -hmm. might explain why no one has heard from Dane DeHaan in six years. It's because Andrew Garfield killed him. I like, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Keep going. <laughs> Um, but, but here, Andrew Garfield, Peter rescues MJ from her death fall and he sobs in relief. Really, who rescued who there? 
Doctor Strange's cape did nothing. He was too busy completing Ned's insane wizard cosplay in this movie. But Andrew Garfield was there at the nick of time and saved her. True. Thank God. Um, then Tobey Maguire Peter gets stabbed in the kidney by Green Goblin. And he survives. And he quips that he's been stabbed before. And uh, he and Andrew Garfield exchange some peace signs. And then they glow back to their home realities. But when was Tobey Maguire stabbed? We never saw that happen in any of uh, the three Sam Raimi movies. There was a planned fourth movie that would have involved John Malkovich as Vulture, Bruce Campbell as Mysterio, maybe Dylan Baker as Lizard. That would have been fun. I'm going to guess the person who stabbed him could have been Joe Manganiello as Flash Thompson Venom in that reality. Because uh... Joe Manganiello cameoed in the Harry Osborn funeral scene in the third movie. I think that guy, he was only a few years away from Magic Mike. There was a star born in him. It could have been his time to shine. And some venom goo could have been splashing around that reality. Now, in another video, I explained how the timelines these two Peters return to, along with the timelines all the various villains return to, have been altered. So Norman Osborn survived, but he's still a murderer when he goes home. And there'd probably be no Doc Ock or Harry Osborn drama in that timeline. Doc Ock still probably would have drowned. Because the fusion reaction was still out of control. Uh, Electro might have been depowered before Gwen Stacy mm -hmm. had to flip that power plant switch. I mean, she might have been able to, to get out of there before Harry Osborn swooped in and grabbed her. Because he didn't even know before he flew to that power plant that Gwen Stacy and, and uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man being Peter Parker. He kind of put that all together in a matter of like eight seconds and then decided he was going to kill Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. So had, he, had she not been there in that moment... When, when Goblin swooped in, she probably would still be alive today. Yes. Um, but now, in a recent interview with Variety, No Way Home screenwriters Chris McKenna and Eric Summers were asked about future Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and Chris McKenna said, quote, I would hope so. I would love to see more of their journey. We even talked about, oh, we could do a post-credit tag with this one. We could do a tag with that one. And then Summers joked, can we do a TV show with the two of them traveling around in a van solving mysteries? And then the Variety article ends with this interesting description. It says, McKenna smiles, happy to joke about a movie he's had to be so circumspect about for so long. But then he squirms a bit, realizing they've gone too far. And then quote, like, no, you weren't supposed to say that, he jokes. We are doing a Toby and Andrew in a van going from town to town. It's meant to be a joke. But clearly, they might have some ideas that they don't want to God. step on anyone in so at Sony's toes. They might actually have plans, especially with Andrew Garfield, the way fans are reacting. Jessica, I've been talking for too long. I want to ask you, <laughs> there have been quite a few pushes for fans to at least give Garfield another mm -hmm. shot at playing Peter Parker. What worlds do you think these two Peters return to? What would their post-credit scenes hypothetical look like? And what movie storylines should we see them in next? Andrew Garfield deserves nothing more than a second chance. Um, after especially seeing this movie and seeing the interviews, seeing how he is, he is Peter Parker and he is such a good Peter Parker. And I feel horrible for the way I felt about them when it first came out. Like I was like, I want to see him again. And I would love this fan push of him staying in the Sony universe as their version of Spider-Man. I think it is a lot mm. to try to do, but I think it's a good way for Sony to still handle like that property without with letting go of the Tom Holland one. It's like, we're all willing. We're ready to jump on that bandwagon of Andrew Garfield again. Keep him as yours. 
fool around with the multiverse. We know that there's different versions of people now. You have the chance to stick with this property. Put him in Morbius if you want. <laughs> Put him in like all of the Venoms if you want. Hey, just go off with him, but just give him his spotlight and Andrew Garfield like in that version in his own universe. And we'd still watch both separately and I can differentiate the two. I can be like, yeah, these are two different Spider-Mans. I love this and it's still canon. So I'm going to watch the Andrew Garfield ones. So I would love to see him further like with the whole Venom situation because Venom's going to keep staying on. And I think just give, give him a little bit. You guys, the end, the post credit scene that we saw in Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, I was like, okay, so how are they going to translate this into uh, No Way Home? And it wasn't really. And I was just like, okay, mm. Mm, I feel like I was set up. I was set up with Carnage. So I, I, I felt want that way there. Too. I want if if you're gonna keep doing if you're gonna keep doing Venom, you gotta give him a little bit of Spider Man. And if you can't figure out an in between between Tom Holland and the and Sony fight, give give him Andrew Garfield. Just give him Andrew Garfield. Just give Andrew Garfield a platform. Toby Maguire's though. Yeah. I like a, a slow exit of Toby Maguire's. Um, I love this like because Toby Maguire's Spider Man was amazing already. I loved it when I was a child. And then when he came back for this, I was like, he is the like senior to all of them. And he is constant. And he's just like, yeah, I'm the like straight man of this straight man in comedy, just the voice of reason. And I was like, I like seeing him as like the father of the Spider-Mans to the Spider-Mans. And I think uh -huh. this is just his slow way to exit with the Green Goblin. Him and the Green Goblin had mm. a really good like just like dynamic in No Way Home. I don't know if we need to see them again. I think this was great. And I think Tobey Maguire also yeah. feels the same way from what I've seen in Probably. interviews in his face. Uh, so yeah. I, do, I think yeah, he's a I little so. tired and I think he's just like, don't call me back. And so I think he's good here. <laughs> Give Andrew Garfield Venom Morbius. And then we can tie that into Blade eventually further down the line. But I think Whoa. giving Sony their own. I'm just saying giving Sony their own platform still is a good idea. And giving that platform Andrew Garfield is a great idea. I, I'm pushing for that. I don't know how easy it will be with like contracts and money, but that's where I want to see them. And yeah. that's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah, I think I can speak only as like a, a fan of these movies and, and someone who has like tried in the past to write movies and has like yeah. worked on movies before. But like I am not a studio exec, so I'm not seeing all the same contracts they're seeing. But I think you're right, Jessica. I think Spider-Man No Way Home set up it perfectly for a number of different directions. but. First and foremost, the fact that fans can completely tolerate and share their headcanon with multiple Peter Parkers at the mm -hmm. same time coexisting across different realities. We've already been able to do that uh, in the past by having like Miles Morales yeah. in Into um, the Spider-Verse. You don't need one to be animated. Only one can be live action, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think what you just described, having Andrew Garfield be the Spider-Man of the Sony side universe that is occupied by Venom by Morbius, and I'm going to throw in Craven the Hunter. There oh, too. yes, there you and go. And that's yes. the post credit scene I would love to see. Yes. Andrew Garfield goes back home, and immediately, like, he is pounced upon mm -hmm. by Craven the Hunter, oh. played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, and he just, like, puts, like, a blade right up to his throat and says, you shouldn't have come home, brother. You know, something <laughs> like that. Uh, we freaking wild. 
I would have loved and that. And why that not? Insane. Why not let Tom Holland continue to exist in an MCU, bring him in as a friend of Miles Morales in, in a fourth Spider-Man yes. movie or whatever yes. the Avengers yes. crossover yes. movie is going to be, a friend to to um, uh, Johnny Storm in the Fantastic yes. Four movie. You know, he could just continue to exist yes. as much as you want him in, in the shared MCU. But to, they had that line where Andrew Garfield doesn't know how, as much to be as part of a team. He learned in this yes. movie. But like, it'd be fun. It like embraced the fact that he was kind of a lonely, isolated figure in his world. And now he's being hunted by Craving the Hunter. He's being hunted by Venom. He's being uh, hunted by Morbius, by these mm-hmm. figures, you know? I think it could really work. Mm-hmm. Um, for Toby, I think you're right. I think Toby is in a different part of his life. I, I don't know how much he wants to continue putting on that suit. Um, and I think it was great that he came back in I this loved one. It. It's like a miracle to see both of those guys walk through the portals, of course. But I would love if you were to have a post credit scene for him, just have him go back into some weird web of life and destiny space occupied by Madam Web. And then oh. you set up Toby just to be an elder statesman figure whenever all the Spider-Verse convenes to figure out what next crisis they all have to work together. He's just kind of the oh. Benjamin Franklin in the corner who just says, you don't want to go that far, yeah. guys. I'm not going to go on this mission, but here's my advice to you. And he's I just the that. old, grizzled, smart, cool oh. youth pastor in the corner. And you can still have him part of this world, but really... You set up a live action, a true live action Spider-Verse that mm-hmm. looks like the pages of the Spider-Verse comics. You have the webs floating everywhere. I think the fact that they set up Peter Parker to have his spider sense work when mm-hmm. his astral form is outside of his body suggests that, and the fact that it's just happening now, that there is a magical connection uh, to the spider sense. Uh, as we saw in the comics when uh, Miles Morales was going mm-hmm. through the Spider-Verse, we learned that the spider sense was a link to all the other Spider-Men across the spider-verse and they called it uh arachna frequency uh if they i don't know if they'll ever use that word in live action but i think there is a good opportunity here to suggest that the reason peter parker has this magical sense it's nothing biological it it is just a form of magic that links all the spider-men so i would love if toby could just be part of that world that's great if if sony were to play with these toys again that i would love something they have the line that really stuck with me and i love it i love it it was a little bit of a bitty joke i get it but i liked was when they were talking about like yeah i fought aliens yeah i fought in space and then andrew garfield was like I haven't done any of those things. So like, I, I, I thought a man in a rhinoceros yeah. machine. He was like, I'm the lame Spider-Man. He was like, I'm the lame version of us. And I was like, you guys are, pun- you are punching Andrew Garfield. He is the punching bag right now. Cause you guys recognize the right, movies. But he was punching himself. He was a self punching bag. And I Toby was, was like, no, can we rewind a yeah. bit? Oh, self hate. You, you guys owe him. Oh. You guys owe him. And I think so. he's, and he's doing so good. Those interviews. He's perfect. He is Peter Parker. He is Peter Parker. He's so he's weird. He's fantastic. <laughs> and can we take a moment just to praise how wholesome all the filmmakers and actors have been for these past 20 years? Like, Sam Raimi has never had a negative word to say about Mark Webb or Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. when he was interviewed True. about this back in, like, 2013, 2014, 2015. Nothing but kind words for them. Uh, Tom Holland has nothing, had nothing but good things to say. Andrew Garfield has said nothing but good things about Tobey Maguire and mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Like, all these guys 
had been set up to be so wholesome with each other. So to see them compliment each other and love each other and hug each other, it just feels so authentic and real. It doesn't feel like anyone was dragged back into this franchise just to cash in. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a team hug that they all wanted to be part of. Real talk. Well, we will see what the future holds, right? So every time a big Spider-Man movie comes out, Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige do their little dance. We've heard uh, conflicting reports. It seems like Amy Pascal wants to do another college era trilogy with Tom Holland in the MCU. Um, but you know, there's gonna be some people at Sony who are like, "Hey, I, I don't know. Did Doctor Strange need to be in this movie? We could have justified the multiverse some other way." <laughs> I don't know. I would hope that Tom Holland, Peter Parker, couldn't stay in the MCU for as long as possible. But yeah, Tom Holland has said he doesn't want to get in the way of other Spider-Man in the future by just clinging to this role. I think he can still do this role, but just like bring in Miles Morales, have these two be friends or like a big brother, little brother scenario. I think it's perfect. Yeah, 100%, easily. Well, there's a lot of Marvel content beyond Spider-Man. We're gonna still be talking about Spider-Man on this channel, but in this episode, we're gonna talk about the coming calendar year ahead. But first, using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your laptop exposed at the coffee table while you run to the bathroom. Most of the time, you're probably fine, but what if one day you come out of the bathroom and your laptop is gonzo? Well, when you connect to an encrypted network at cafes or airports, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data, which can make hackers up to $1,000 per person when they sell it off. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so hackers cannot steal your sensitive data. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and more, so you can stay secure on the go. The best part of ExpressVPN for me and the new Rockstar staff is how easy it is to use. We just fire up the app and click one button to get protected. The simplicity of use and the importance of securing your data make it a no-brainer for us. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com marvel. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com marvel. And you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash marvel. We also want to thank Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. This winter, upgrade your routine with Bespoke Post in their new seasonal lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you unique goods every month. I've gotten some really cool sweaters from them and this really cool camp chair that folds up so small it could fit in a glove box. From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Their new Scorch box looks fun with a bunch of hot sauces from all over the country and the Slash and Forge boxes come with some really cool knives. So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com to help them pick the right box for you. They release new boxes every month. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Plus 90% of the everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. Get 20% off your first month monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code MARVEL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code MARVEL for 20% off your first box. And we want to thank Stance Socks for sponsoring this episode. We recently got a shipment of some Stance Socks and we love them. They are well-made, super soft, and have unique designs. There's nothing like running around the house in pajamas and Batman socks on Christmas morning. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic
music alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. One of the coolest parts of Stance Socks is the pop culture collaborations they do. They have socks with designs from DC, The Office, Marvel, and Pixar right now. Grab a Star Wars pair with a mud horn and Grogu so you can watch a book of Boba Fett in style. It's cool to express yourself with super comfortable, super fun socks. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code MARVEL at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. What's next for the MCU after No Way Home? Good question, Jessica. So um, the next Marvel title uh, that we know for sure, in the MCU at least, is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, May 6, 2022. Mm -hmm. We saw the trailer for it in the post-credits of uh, of Spider-Man No Way Home. That trailer's now on YouTube. We're going to be talking about that a lot on the channel. So does that mean we have to wait till May to get more MCU content after getting it nearly weekly in 2021? Well, not so fast. Okay, so first we have Morbius on the Sony side of things. That comes out January 28th, just mm-hmm. mere weeks away. And our good buddy Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton, is in that movie. Based off of how things left things in No Way Home, how connected? Do, how do you think Morbius is going to connect Jessica to the MCU? I think um, being involved, I think, which I pitched, I think, a long time ago. Um, I mean, yes, we get Michael Keaton in it, but I think um, it's going to be attached a lot to Blade. And I know that's like a long, it's going to be a long, long, long part to happen because Blade's not coming out for a minute. But I think that's the closest he's going to get into the MCU because we need to remember that uh, Morbius is still a Sony property. So to put him in the MCU will take a lot and a little. Um, It can't be too big, but because it's like, if you're going to do too big, you might as well do the Spider-Man thing. Like it has to be pretty big. So I think it has to be small, and I think a small way to let him through the door is through uh, Blade. So mm-hmm. that's how I think we're going to connect them. But I don't think it's going to be like a super grand gesture. Not to be rude to Morbius, but I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I think we will see some uh, some MCU uh, uh, morsels in this. Nods, for only, sure. Only through Spider-Man No Way Home, though. I think Morbius might give us a bit more context or make us slightly more confused about the way No Way Home left the world. <laughs> like, it's going to be set in some reality that has, like, it has the exact version of Oscorp that was in the Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. okay. uh, universe, right? That's the same logo, same building. But it also has Horizon Labs that, you know, in the comics later gets involved, becomes like a version of Alchemax Corporation. Uh, it also has art of the Tobey Maguire era of uh, of Peter Parker, but the art oh. is from the PlayStation loading screen uh, on the game. Uh, but then you also have this weird Daily Bugle that is kind of none of the others. It has like a weird um, like New York Times style masthead. It doesn't have the New York Post Look. splashy tabloid design. <laughs> so I think this is in some reality that was altered. So when the interdimensional rifts open up, I think that slopped up one of these realities and that's where Morbius exists now. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. I can believe that. Now I can't make any promises that Morbius will uh, answer any more questions than it raises. But I think I'm excited <laughs> to see this movie, just to see what exactly it's I like. have a lot of questions in the movie. I watched the trailer uh, last night, and I was uh, I went to go see Nightmare Alley, and I watched the trailer on the big screen mm. again, and I was like, and I've seen this trailer so many times because it plays before, like, any movie right now. Yes. And I was just like, 
I need to see the movie. I was like, I need to see the movie. I have a lot of questions. I have so many questions and it better be answered in this movie. <laughs> you hear that, yeah. Jared Leto? <laughs> you hear me, Leto? As of this taping, we don't have a release date for Moon Knight on Disney Plus with Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac playing uh, Mark Spector. We saw a brief uh, couple, we saw some shots of it last last year, but I'm wondering, we might see this series either in February or March or April of this year. And the reason why I'm, I'm scheduling that in my head is because uh, Disney Plus right now does not really seem ready even though they should be, they're going to have to be, to release big nerd franchise uh, weekly shows on mm. the same week. They um. were going to do that with the Hawkeye finale and the Book of Boba Fett premiere, but then they 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 pushed stuff around a little bit, so that wasn't the case. So Book of Boba Fett, seven episodes, ends on February 9th. And I am wondering if Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to premiere Wednesday, May the 4th. As in May the 4th, obviously, oh, it has for to. Star Wars. So if that's the case, Moon Knight with its six episodes could air from late February to the end of April and not overlap with any of their Star Wars stuff. So we'll see. I'm hoping we see Moon Knight in the first half of this year um, because that would that would lead right into the big Marvel title that we're all waiting for. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on May 6th. So based off of those three titles, it seems like the first half of the year, if Moon Knight does come, it's going to be kind of a spooky, scary first half of the year for the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're getting some Marvel horror titles um, as uh, WandaVision seemed to be going in that direction. We know we got Agatha House of Harkness further on down mm-hmm. the pipeline. What did you make of the Multiverse of Madness trailer when you first saw it? I loved it. Uh, ate that shit up. Uh, sorry, I, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as we saw Wanda, where she was hiding... I was like, okay, so she's in hiding, confirmed. She is like, she's not like in hiding. She's like, someone's going to come and get me eventually. And they Uh just, every answer we had for WandaVision where we were like, she's in so much trouble. And Strange was like, nah, it doesn't matter. I was like, oh, okay, so (laughs) it doesn't matter. None of what she did matters to people. Nothing she did. Well, here's my thing. And I think it did matter, but other crazier things matter so much more. Yeah, that he can't focus on on just mm-hmm. the residents of uh, Westview, New Jersey. But I think yeah. it matters a lot for her. There, it, Yeah, th- I think, and that's what I think is going to be, okay, I have so many ideas, theories about <laughs> the Multiverse of Madness with Wanda, but I think that's going to hit her in the middle of Multiverse of Madness and make her mess up on a spell or something worse um, because she's going to be like, I have brought pain to people. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is, the, our magic isn't just magic. It ruins lives. And so I think she's yeah. going to recognize that in the movie because we know her. She's great. Um, but there's so much to take in from the Multiverse of Madness trailer. There's yeah. so much. There's like, a lot. Like, I'm going to do more videos because yeah. there's even newer stuff that I found in there that oh, God. blew my mind. I want to ask you, craziest cameo do you think we will see in Multiverse of Madness? I haven't thought about that because after I saw the Doctor Strange fighting himself, I was like, this is the craziest part. I was like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is nuts enough for me. I'm thinking, let me, give me a second. The craziest cameo in that? Well, that's the thing. He can make anyone. Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? I mean, I think, I think uh, Patrick Stewart in front of a chess set. Oh, you're going to, you think this is, this is it. You I think, think this, this is, is it? it? I think this is their best opportunity to bring in mutants. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, think they'd be crazy yeah. not to. They got to do it. They got to start bringing in mutants. The window is closing. I think it's going to be Monica. 
Um, and it's not going to be that. A Monica Rambeau? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's like a crazy cameo because we've already seen her. But I think she's going to come back before we see her again in Secret Invasion. And I think this will be it. I, I think we'll see some TBA elements. It looks like there was a time door in that trailer. I think we're going to see Loki Gator crawl in there. Classic Loki maybe show up. Elioth? Uh, might see a little Kang. Might see a little Kang. Oh, young Kang. Young, the young Kang. Richards. Oh, <laughs> there, Yeah, okay. So I guess now thinking outside the box, there's a lot of cameos that could come up because this is just now like portals upon portals upon portals. Like we're closing uh-huh. shit down. Um, But yeah, I if that's the introduction to the X-Men, I'm fine with that. I'm completely content with that. I, it seems like it's coming so soon. It seems like it's coming so it soon. Just May- five months away. Now, the one Disney Plus Marvel title that we know for sure is coming uh, in in summer 2022 is going to be Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan. That was, uh, they didn't give a time of year for any of the other ones, but it sounds like that one will be summer. Now, does that mean June summer? Does it mean August summer? We don't know. But that is coming at some point in the summer, along with July 8th, 2022, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, So we have seen no trailer for it yet. We are now in trailer season. It's going to be an exciting first half of the year just for these trailers mm-hmm. as they come out. Because you know that's going to be a wild... I, I heard somewhere that uh, Taika Waititi shot most of that movie in Australia just so he could not have to like get everything approved through Marvel. Because they're in a completely different time zone. They're thousands of miles away. And if he does that, he doesn't have to keep asking for permission for every weird that's thing he so needs to put funny. in That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> of course he would. Of course he would. Um, now, She-Hulk with uh, Tatiana Maslany playing Jennifer Walters, is confirmed for the year 2022. We don't know yet, but I think that would also be a good one to come out in summer. So whenever in the summertime Miss Marvel comes out, She-Hulk could come out on the other end of the summer. Um, Sooner the better, I think, because there are so many titles in the pipeline. Are we going to not get to some of these till 2025? Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. You know the series exists. You have most of them wrapped. So what's taking so long? Just release some of them at the same time. Like you have so much content, you know. You they don't need do that just one it. at a time. Especially for you like simultaneously Marvel. release Star Wars and Marvel at yeah. the same time. I yeah. think or animated and, and live action. We'll both. We'll watch both. <laughs> we'll we'll watch both. We will watch we'll all watch of it. Both. We'll do we'll do after shows for all of it. You know we don't <laughs> care. I think the biggest date potentially of the year is going to be September 9th to 11th, 2022, because that's going to be Disney's D23 conference. Yeah. Well, and along with Comic-Con, that's when Disney rolls out their big reveals in terms of their, because they have to like reassure their investors, their shareholders, everything that they have planned in the future. So in addition to learning you know, a bunch of stuff about Marvel, we're going to learn a lot about Star Wars and everything else, uh, Pixar. Um, but expect that date to be, we're going to probably see our first looks at Blade at the Marvel's Guardians Volume 3, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, and hopefully we'll get some news about the Fantastic Four, whatever the next Avengers mm-hmm. team-up movie is, whatever their X-Men plan is. I think that's all going to be then, early September. Now, another non-MCU title on uh, the pipeline here is going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, October 7th, 2022. Of all these, that might be the one I am most excited for. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> just uh, rewatched. Kelly and I watched all the Spider-Man movies because um, I, I had seen No Way Home a few times. She hadn't seen No Way Home yet. And I had been meaning to do a uh, like a full because I I'd rewatched select titles, select scenes from certain movies, mm-hmm. but I hadn't just sat down and marathon them. So Kelly and I did that. And man. Into the Spider Verse 2018. It to me, it still tops it's the list of all Spider Man. It's really good, and it's, it's so, so good. good. The writing is so good, and I can't wait to watch this Animation's movie and start fantastic. off immediately with like a good, 
Like he knows now. He's not learning to be Spider-Man. He's already Spider-Man. So like, what is happening yeah. in this one? I'm very excited. My hope is that it doesn't do what the Lego movie did. Because the first Lego movie was so good. So, groundbreaking animated movie. So that was not uh, that was not Pixar Disney animation. It blew all of our minds. It had this kind of cool meta quality to it. And then we were all excited. And then the second Lego movie came out. Did some crazy mind-bendy stuff with time travel. Really came and went. No one saw that movie. Yeah, no one cared about that movie. I didn't. I hope this isn't the case with Across the Spider-Verse. I assume it won't happen with Across the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll learn their lesson because of the Lego movie. I love the Lego movie. That movie was great. A movie I think about I all love the time. Too. I like the second one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the thing with animated movies because these high quality ones take so many years to do. Mm -hmm. Like the kids who love them when the first one came out are all kind of like, a lot of them have aged up into moody teenagers or parents True. who uh, who have newborns who aren't going to rush to the theater to see them, you know? So you see that a lot with, like, the Pixar films. Sometimes the animated sequels uh, just don't have the thunder. Like mm -hmm. uh, Finding Dory, Monsters University, Cars 2. Yeah. They don't always have the thunder. Toy Story broke the mold. I think Lightyear is going to blow Lightyear's our minds so this summer it's when that comes out. It's so though. good. Oh, um, I'm super excited for that movie. Mm -hmm. Now, interesting uh, reveal that a lot of people didn't really hear when this came out, but we are going to get a Werewolf by Night Halloween special. So we can assume that's going to be October 2022. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. I, I assume that's going to tie in with some of these other horror titles. Um, but uh, don't sleep on Werewolf by Night. We're going to be doing some videos on that, of course, this year to explain who uh, who werewolf is and who the werewolf is in the Marvel comics. Jack Russell is his name. Yes, so it is the name fun. of a dog, but it's also his name. It's a goofy one, but it's fun. <laughs> um, now, interesting title coming up right after that. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, mm -hmm. November 11th, 2022. We hope there's been all these rumors that there's been uh, some production troubles with this movie. One can understand they obviously had to do a, a lot of uh, reconfiguring how that story would even work. Um, but yeah, I... I I think was a Fandango. Someone did a survey of fans. Black Panther Wakanda Forever topped the list of the title that fans were most excited for coming up in uh, 2022. What are you looking forward to with this one, Jessica? I'm excited for every part of it. What I'm nervous about is how much they'll be taking out the further they keep pushing it. Because now I'm like, you guys, I feel like you're setting, you know how like the post-credit scenes are set up for other movies and going forward. And it's like, okay, first off, you guys were behind this movie and now you're ahead of this movie. So that means you're already going to have to cut some stuff out. And then uh, yeah. you probably have to add new lines. You got them. And that's where I'm getting nervous about because that's where you kind of yeah. miss me with Wonder Woman 84, where I was like, there's too many hands in the pot. There's too many hands in the pot. And I'm mm. nervous that we're going to get it was so good from where it was. And then like we with move with the timeline and how we're shifting it too much. There's going to be too many people correcting stuff and then it won't make sense. Yeah. So my entire fear from this is from like a writer standpoint of like, how are you guys going to be doing it? Um, but I am completely excited for Black Panther because I just want to see where it's going to go. And we have no idea of where it's going to really go. Um, so no I just, idea. I, so I'm just excited to see what happens. I know that like the cast casting is always great with that. So I, I have no um, no doubt that's going to be great. But it's just like I'm like, oh, hurry up. <laughs> just hurry up and give me something. Yeah. Yeah. I what my my concern with this is that be uh kind of the way Black Widow was delayed so many times, it felt like it was a movie from a different era. Like, why are we just getting this story yeah. now? Yep. I don't want that with Black Panther. Yeah. What was so great, one of the many things that was great about the first Black Panther film was how forward looking it did. Yes. It really felt like yes. 
this is the the moment it came out. It felt like the most important Marvel movie yes. in so many ways. Yes, yes, uh, yes, it yes, had yes, the, yes. some of the best production design we had ever seen. So I want the next one to also feel that way. That it feels like it is the beginning of a new chapter. So this might be controversial, but I'm okay with them just delaying this movie until Marvel has figured exactly we're ready. what their game plan is. We're completely ready. Yeah, like. I think fans will still show up for it. Uh, I think, you know, use the multiverse to kind of redefine uh, your lineup of the MCU and then just like start fresh. Because if it feels like it's too much steeped in the past and if it comes out like late 2022 or realistically summer 2023 or something like that, if they have to delay it again, like I, I don't want the story to feel to be holden to past versions of everything. True. I want it to be forward looking. That just means that like for 2022, we probably wouldn't see... Well, I mean, I guess we got some of the fighters in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I guess we could get that again. Yeah. But we wouldn't see any of the main cast and any of the other properties until like 2023. I mean, what I'd love to see is like, I know we have so many announced Disney Plus series, but like, couldn't you do a a, a Bucky IO movie? Uh, yeah. Disney Plus series, rather. Yeah. Like, uh, like Bucky as a, as a warrior with a Dora Milaje. I mm-hmm. would love to see that miniseries. Uh, and Wakanda, like there's lots of like that's the thing. When you have a great setting, you want to place a TV series there. When you have a great character arc, you kind of want that to be a movie in general. True. You know, like if you just have a character learning a lesson over a course of a week, that's the story that works better usually as a movie. Um, but like when you have such a rich setting, like I wanted to have like uh, like five different series set just in Wakanda because it's like the mm-hmm. coolest location we've ever seen in the MCU. It's a shame that we've spent so you know little time it, there. You know, it costs so much money. You know, it costs so much yeah. money. That is so I much know. money. Use the Mandalorian light box green screen thing. You can make it. <laughs> we you can got make it, it cheap. You can make it. You don't have to spend that much. At the very least, can we please turn Disneyland parks like nothing against Avengers Campus, but I would rather walk the streets of Wakanda than That'd be kind of walk sick. around Avengers Campus, walk through garages. To <laughs> walk through garages. Um, okay. Um, so also confirmed, surprisingly, for 2022, I am Groot. James Gunn confirmed this. I didn't think it would be coming this soon, but it will be coming by the end of the year. And that might be because it will probably lead into the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's coming to Disney Plus December 2022. Now, James Gunn has said he uh, wants to make this feel similar to uh, the Star Wars holiday special that came out right after the first film. In, uh, in, it came out, I the... think, in 1978, which is super campy and weird. But it was the first thing that introduced Boba Fett to the world through an animated uh, uh, sequence that happened in that. And uh, I'd be curious to see how this could actually feel like an MCU canon celebration you know that'd be fun now just kind of wrapping up other titles we know about we were thinking we would see secret invasion at some point in 2022 we don't know for sure that will be 2022 i just don't know where in the calendar it would release as well as it sounds like we're gonna get a new season of what if we just don't know they wanted to do it annually um i don't know if that will come out in 2022 uh but i hope so and then as we look ahead to 2023 we're gonna get a new season of loki uh, the Marvels, Captain Marvel 2, is going to come out February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, finally coming May 5th, 2023. Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, July 28th, 2023. And then in November 3rd, 2023, Marvel has this date sectioned off. It's an unannounced Marvel film. We don't know what it will be. So the options for that are we could see Blade, Mahershala mm-hmm. coming back from that Eternals post credit scene. We may finally see our Fantastic Four film there. Um, this could be uh, a new Avengers title. 
Um, there's a couple different options here. I would imagine uh, a November release. Blade probably feels I think it's like going to be Blade. option for that. And then we also have Echo. We have Agatha House of Harkness. And then we have some animated shows. We have Marvel Zombies. We have Spider-Man Freshman Year. And we have X-Men 97. Yes! So I feel like yes! Disney's going to feel okay dropping animated series at the same time they as are. live action. I feel like they have to. They're going they to. to. They have so much they're going to make. So they're going to need to to kind of co-release some of these things. X-Men 97, baby. X-Men 97. I know. X-Men 97. Oh, how are you going to do X-Men 97 and we don't even have the mutants in the MCU yet? How are you going to... I know. That's why I'm saying Multiverse of Madness has to be where mutants start to get introduced, right? You can't bring... How dare they bring them back and then be like, but they're not in the movies yet. (laughs) They're not here yet. Oh. I'm excited. Well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. We have a lot to talk about this year. It's going to be a great year. Uh, Jess, I can't wait to have you back. MT's going to be back here on Inside Marvel, of course. We got Tommy right now doing Wookiee Leaks with <gasps> yeah. me. It's going to be a huge year for Star Wars. Not, uh, 2021, not a huge year for Star Wars content other than Bad Batch. But now it seems like we're going to have like a Disney Plus uh, Marvel level releases for Star Wars content. So WookieLeaks is going to be a weekly thing. What did you call it? It's WookieLeaks. WookieLeaks. Yeah, that's our Star Wars episode. <laughs> Jess, where have you been? I've been retweeting it's them and show. I'm going to binge watch them all when the show is over. <laughs> that's what I did with... Oh, um, no. You got to watch it week with, by week. This show's great. <laughs> with your guys' fitness show. I watched it all at the end. <laughs> Anyway, don't forget to check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow Jessica at Lulu underscore Clemens, or just Lulu Clemens, depending on what app you're on. And then uh, subscribe to Inside Marvel, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. Thanks for joining me this week, Jess. Happy yeah, New Year. Happy New we'll Year. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.